This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. We are not the BBC by Susan Casanova. The Afternoon Play was produced by Edward Bryce and was a Harrison Fell production for BBC Radio 4. Coming up next this afternoon, Moneybox Live with Paul Luke. Oh, she went back to him then. Surprise, surprise. No. Romantic, I thought. Mm. Well, kept us listening. I can't remember the last time we sat down and heard a radio play together. Don't think we have. No, we did once when we first got together. Oh, yeah. You were talking about writing then. I will get round to writing a play one of these days. I just haven't got the time. People must have done it in the old days. What? Listen to the radio together. Yeah, I suppose they did, yes. It does seem to have become more of a solitary pursuit. Tea? Yeah. I reckon what we do is just as good, mind. What? In the amateurs. You do Gilbert and Sullivan's, Beulah. It's hardly the same. I don't know. Can't be that difficult, can it? What? To make a radio play. Oh, please tell me you're not going where I think... That's it! Oh, Tal, I've had a glimmer. Have you now? Yes, it's something I've been considering for a while, actually. An audio drama will certainly be a departure from our usual output as a society. Well, it was Beulah's idea, though, Rob. <laughs> not entirely, Talrin. It was, though. Well, I hope we're not forgetting some of your earlier ideas, Beulah. Hiring the O2 Arena for our next show, wasn't it? I didn't mean that. I was mixing it up with... And a... asking John Sargent to dance in it with Alan Partridge's compare? You could do with the work. You never see him these days. Uh, yeah, all right, Rob. But this radio play thing, it was her idea. Mm. Be ever so easy to do, mind. All you need's a microphone, innit? Well, you might need a couple of other things, Beulah. Be much easier than a show, then. No sets, no costumes. Oh, please, Beulah, be careful there with the word easy. It would be a big mistake to think that this project will be anything other than a real challenge artistically. Now, look, we came here to decide who's doing what. Bottom line is, is it just the two of you in the cast or is there anyone else? Else, yes. Two? But we're three. Surely you'll be joining us, Talvrin. Me? Well, I, I won't be in it. You know I'm happy to paint your odd bit of scenery, Robbach, help you with your staging and stuff, but that is it. Ah, but this is different. You won't be on stage. It'll just be us and the discreet listening ear of Molly Microphone. Well... Yes, he'll do it, won't you, Tal? Excellent. So, that's three definites to start with, but I'm sure that will change. Reg K's expressed an interest. Reggie? But he's 80 if he's a day. What part could he play? An 80-year-old? No, you missed the point. We'll need others to be involved on the technical side as well. Recording, editing, uploading. You think Reg K's going to do that? The other day he asked me to photocopy a television programme for him. Now you're being facetious, Talvrin. You know full well that if we were to involve Reg, it would be in the field of admin. Advertising, something of that sort. 
So this will be for listening on the website, will it? That's the idea. And we'll sell CDs to anyone that wants them. All profits going to the usual Swansea charities. Rob, we never make a profit. I don't think we've had a single penny out of us as long as we've been going. And let's be positive that this venture will put an end to that. Please, Telvrin. Sure. So, what are we actually doing? And who is directing it? Directing it, it, yeah. First things first, Rob, I want to make it clear that I, for one, won't be directing anything. I'm just not that type of person, you know? Well, we'll be asking Pat then. She always does the shows, doesn't she? I think this may be a suitable moment for me to throw my own hat into the ring. (laughs) I have, after all, directed for the RSC. That was Robert's silly circus, wasn't it? Please, don't even think about poo-pooing children's entertainment, Talvrin. In many ways, it's far more demanding than sitting around drinking coffee with a bunch of lovey thespians. Didn't you used to be a a lovey thespian? I trained as an actor, Beulah, but I've always been far more interested in getting involved at the grassroots level, inspiring the young, really. They are, after all, our next generation of entertainers and storytellers. Good for you, Rob. So, what play are we going to do? There's no question that it has to be original. Eh? We can't possibly rehash some tired old script. No, for Rachie Radio, it has to be our own creation. So you need a writer? Well, if you like, I could be... No, I don't think there's any need. No need? To write it? No. I mean, it's only audio, isn't it? I think it would work ever so well if we were to take a leaf out of Mike Lee's book and just improvise on the day. It's what they do most of the time at the BBC. Well, I'm not sure that's exactly what they do. Hang on, but haven't we got to decide, like, what characters we're playing in that and what the story's going to be? Yes, yes. No, we'll work it all out on the day. So, you'll be directing... And performing in it? Why not? It was good enough for Olivier, Branagh, Eastwood, Gervais. Yeah, I got you, Rob. And we start rehearsing? I don't think we need bother with rehearsals much, if at all. (laughs) Spontaneity is the key, I feel. Great. Not being funny, Rob, but do we seriously need to come all the way up here? I still reckon we could have just stayed in the car park. I have some expertise in this area, Beulah. Introducing an outdoor location into a radio play immediately gives you a sense of depth and contrast. I'm thinking bleak. I'm thinking windswept. So am I. I'm thinking Dartmoor, Lorna Doon. Are we doing Lorna Doon? I thought that was Exmoor. Am I Lorna? Please don't split hairs, Telfrin. No, Beulah dear, we are not doing Lorna Doon. I'm merely pointing out that to me, this scenery, if you will, brings to mind something of the bleak, rough heights of that rugged landscape. I thought we could somehow use that in our drama. But what is the drama? That's the whole idea. We don't know yet. It wouldn't be fresh and alive if we already knew, would it? 
Just let your imaginations run wild. <laughs> I remember doing a marvellous impro session with Kira once. Kira? What, you've worked with Kira Knightley? Worked with her? Ha! <laughs> if it weren't for me, that girl wouldn't be where she is today. God, went through the mill with that one. And why does Reg have to be here? Oh, Lord, I'd almost forgotten him. Reg, are you all right there? <coughs> Come here, Bach. Oh, I, I, I'm fine. Fine, really. Oh, that was a steep one. Right. This is as good a spot as any. Reg is going to be our sound man, Bueller. It really is just a case of switching the recording on and off and checking the level. It's not rocket science. So, if we're ready, I'll start, set the tone. Then all you two have to do is go with it, okay? Do you want this photocopied then? Uh, recorded, Reg, yes. So, you put these headphones on your head, like this, Reggie, then you press this button here to start the photocop, the, the recording. Do you understand? Yes, yes. I'm not an idiot, you know. Right. So, when I lower my finger, Reg, please begin recording. The otter was denied a bank loan. Are you sure you want your microphone like that? Yes, yes, all right. Turn it up right then. I was just trying to get into character there. Sorry. Oh, as I wander and pace in this lonely, desolate place, my heart heavy with longing to no other truly belonging. Er, uh, hang on. Bit of a problem here. Oh, Reggie, Reggie, can't you appreciate the artist's need? I was completely in the moment there. Yeah. The thing is, though, it's this wind gusted against the microphone. It's loud as hell. Yes, I think you may be exaggerating a little, Reggie. No, I ain't. I can't hardly hear a word you're saying. Not necessarily a bad thing. We need a sock, then. Anyone mind taking off a sock? Bueller? What? Well, why don't you take off a sock? <laughs> I'm not a youngster like you. Excuse me, I've got chill planes. I can't go sockless up here. Um, I really don't think that that's the kind of sock we need. Well, perhaps if someone could stand upwind of the microphone. Reggie? What? Here? That should do it. Uh, and open your coat. Bit on a nippy side for that, isn't it? Please, Reggie. Look, while we're stops... Now, no offence, Rob, but... Uh, fresh? Spontaneous? Are you implying that my performance was not as much? Oh, Rob, you can't be serious. Oh, no, 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 no. That all came quite naturally. I'll be honest, Rob. It did sound a bit sort of stilted to me. Old-fashioned-like. Yeah, hardly Mike Lee. All of a sudden, you two are experts. Which of us has trained at a London drama school? Hmm? 
Which of us has, in fact, worked professionally in the entertainment business? Are you with me, Reg? Oh, time. Release your hold on me. These chains about my neck I see and cannot dare. Wind and fire, smoke and rain. Tis not for me this yet unravished bride. My heart was lost when out went the tide. Now, that line of yours, Beulah, at what point do you say it? I usually just slip it in wherever I can, to be honest. Mm. I'm beginning to question whether it's necessary. Rob, look, seriously, we need to start heading back, man. It's actually getting dark. Dark, yes. Hang on. I thought this was meant to be a radio play. Well, clearly it isn't. It's just you spouting a load of horrendous poetry. You don't... Did it sound poetical to you? Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting you say that. I did feel a sort of Dylan Thomas vibe at one point then. Were you getting the idea that it could be in the under-milk-wood vein? I mean, that would be special, wouldn't it? Look, never mind that, Rob. We have to go. We've got to get back through the woods, haven't we? Oh, crumbs. I don't fancy that in the dark. I sincerely hope you can remember the way, Rob. <laughs> never fear. Reg? We have remembered Tetty Torch, haven't we? Don't start that, young man. Pardon? You know full well you never asked me to bring any torch. <laughs> Poor Reg. Don't you remember? Er, I... there's nothing wrong with my memory, thank you, Rob. Don't you play that card with me. I may not be up to these newfangled twits and facial networking sites and what have yous, but you can't lay the blame at my door if you've forgotten to bring a torch. Isn't it awful? comes to us all in the end. Oi! I've probably got more of my faculties than you have. Oh dear, the frustration's coming out now. This isn't helping. It's getting darker by the minute here. Can't we just go? Rob? So you're actually saying it sounded like verse to you? Interesting. Very interesting. Reg, I promise, if you say that one more time... But it's true! Camping out on the ground at my age, can't even see what I'm lying on here. Just a pity there's no mobile reception. Well, there wouldn't be, would there? Place like this. Excuse me, I was only saying. I'm supposed to be in work in the morning. I'm eight till one. What'll I do if I'm not there? You will be. Sun should be up before six. It won't be very bright there, though. Oh, I dread to think what Arthur's thinking. He'll think we've forgotten all about him, won't he? Gone for good for all he knows. Arthur? The cat. Oh, never mind the cat. What about my wife? She'll be out of her mind with worry. Yeah, well, truth be told, Rob, it is kind of your fault that we're here at all. <laughs> well, I like that. Oh, do you now? Well, I don't. Stuck out here like flaming animals. Do try and look on the bright side. At least we got some good recording done. Yeah, actually, Rob, we may need to have a rethink there. Was it getting a little too powerful for radio, do you think? Too Shakespearean, perhaps? No, 
I just think it would work better if somebody else was involved. I mean, at the moment, it is just you. Uh, didn't we agree that I was going to direct? Direct, yes, but you're doing everything, Rob. I mean, what was the point in any of us actually being here today? You're missing the bigger picture, Talvin. There is no bigger picture, Rob. There's no picture. Look, I've no doubt that you are talented at what you do, but for better or for worse, we did set out to record a radio play. Now, I think we need to have a meeting soon, when we get back into civilization. Completely rethink our strategy, and unless everyone's happy, well, it's just not going to happen, is it? Oh, dear, let go of my person. What's that? Something licked me. <laughs> well, it wasn't me, I assure you. Hey, get off. What is it? Oh, Tom, I'm scared beyond now. Oh, God. Oh, God, it's the bears. God, I... Hang on. It's a bit small for a bear. Ow! Bob, you're squeezing my blasted thing! Telfrey, <laughs> please. Are you scared of the dark or something? <laughs> Don't ask me that. Oh, this is getting like the Blair Witch Project oh, now. Don't be ridiculous, Bill. Only we haven't got a camcorder. Or a tent. Or sleeping bags. But we have got a tape recorder. Of course. This will spice it up. A scene set at night. Terror in the woods. Naked voices exposed. Well, don't ask me to record it. What an interesting postulation. If we were to create something here tonight and nobody hears it, is it still art? Now, as the darkness enfolds me like a great cloak oh, of... Oh, Rose, no. So, the artist is not permitted to express himself now. Very sad. Yes, it's... it's sad. Do you know what happens to the artist when you smother and smother and smother him? Hmm? What, Rob? The inner artist, that all-important creative spirit, he slowly shrivels and eventually rots. I grew up in an environment, you know, in which nobody, nobody understood what it was to be a creative being. I was ridiculed, mocked. I was their entertainment, made a fool of on a daily basis, all because they couldn't be bothered to try to understand me. And it nearly killed me. The artist, he wasn't able to sing as he wanted, no. He was bound, gagged, tortured. But he found a way out. He broke free and found sanctuary. At drama school? At drama school, yes. But more importantly, in my soul. By getting out. I managed to save the inner being from complete annihilation. Just in time. Of course. Sorry, Rob. We shouldn't have stopped you. You carry on. <laughs> I thought it would be patently obvious by now that the moment has clearly passed. Good night to you all. What an evening! Lord, is that the time? You're lucky I got here at all through this. Have you seen it out there? Yeah, funnily enough, we came here through the same rain, Rob. Only we've been waiting 20 minutes. Minor detail. I did have to take a rather important phone call from Maggie before I left. Maggie? 
Dame Maggie Smith. Don't you know her? Yes, she and I go way back. Gosh, hounding me she is. Wants my advice as to whether or not she should take this telly job. What did you tell her? It was a private conversation, Beulah. Sorry. You got them all right, then? Have you had a chance to read it? Yes, it's great. I didn't know you wrote plays, Reg. Used to. Not sure it's any good, mind. This one's for the stage, really, not the radio. Yeah, we were wondering how you're going to get the mime sequence across to the listeners and the slow-motion strobe bit. I had a few ideas about that. I'd be happy to rewrite it as a... Let's not try to waste any more time, shall we? So, we have agreed that we will perform Far From Perfect by our friend Reg here as Swansea G and S's first radio production. The first of many, let's hope. If we can turn to the inside cover, the cast list. Naturally, I will play Mike. Of course. What's that, Talvin? Do you have an objection? Uh, no. I certainly didn't want to play the main part. You enjoy yourself, Rob. <laughs> it's hardly a case of enjoying myself. There's nobody else that could play it, is there? <laughs> right. Mary, the love interest. Obviously, that'll be Beulah. Oh, thanks. Really? I thought you'd ask me to play that. And finally, Telfrin and Reg, between you, you will play all the other characters. They're none of them big parts, Telfrin. You needn't panic. Hang on. Some of them are women. You've heard of falsetto. Yeah, but... Uh... I, I sang alto in the church choir for years. I could play a woman if you like. All of them. Spit and a cough. Telvrin, honestly, we're not talking leads here. Page one, please. Excuse me, darling. You seen a geezer hanging around here? Long dark coat, face like the back end of a bus. Now, what do you want with a geezer? Don't you like ladies? Depends what kind of lady is asking. Sorry, Rob. Gotta stop you there. Don't take this the wrong way, but it's the way you're saying it. Is somebody trying to say something? Well, yeah. Your voice, it's not right. My diction has long been praised for its clarity, Reg. I won awards at drama school. It's not that. I mean your accent. You're far too posh, mate. The accent's got to be cockney or something like that. Do you think you could rough it up a bit? On this one occasion, I am prepared to overlook this. Interpretation is generally down to the director, you will find, not the writer. It's just that... We will go again from Bueller's line. And I would like to make it clear, for the record, that I do not take kindly to actors, or writers for that matter, who try and tell directors how to do their job. Bueller. Shall I read the stage directions? Yes, if it makes you happy, read the stage directions. From Bueller's line, please. Now, what do you want with a geezer? Don't you like ladies? Well, depends what kind of lady is asking. OK, so now there'll be the sound of a bomb going off. <coughs> yes, I think banging a dustbin lid or something like that should do it for this. Just give it a good old thwack. Rob, you're having a laugh. This explosion creates a crater 200 feet across and the destruction of several buildings. 
It's going to be a bit louder than a dustbin lid. Turn the level up. It's amazing what you can do these days. Look what those chaps did with the sound of a toilet flush being played backwards. These days? That was in the 1960s. I still don't see how we're going to get the sound of a bomb blast. We should ask the BBC Sound Effects Department. They've got tons of stuff. Have you forgotten the size of our budget? It's non-existent. Everyone involved in this is giving their time and services for nothing. That's what a charity project is. Yeah, but... We can't afford ready-made sound effects. We'll just have to make our own. It'll be fine. Be fun, too. But I've heard you can go on to the line and find things. There might be a charge, obviously. Which we cannot pay. Is nobody listening to me? I applaud your enthusiasm, but I should remind you that we are not the BBC and will be doing this our own way. Your way, you mean? I am the director, Rich. In other words, very cheaply and very boringly. Aye, I've got you. Pity, though. Won't sound as good. If there won't actually be a bomb sound, maybe one of us could put in a line, like, did you hear that bomb go off? Yeah, it happened right next to them, landed them in a ditch, legs in the air. Don't think you'd be asking that somehow. I'm only trying to help. If we could get back to Sally's script, please. So... The bomb, or whatever. It has gone off, and action. Are you hurt? No, no. I think I'm all right as it goes. Thanks. You kind of saved me, jumping on top of me like that. Really? It were nothing. Oh, what's that? Just my heart, beating. What's your name? Mary. Yes, she's my sister Mary, daughter of Philip Marshall, well-known tailor of Cheapside. Well, Mary, i got to tell you, you're a right cracker. No, I mean it. You're the nicest-looking bird I laid eyes on in ages. No, no, Rob, I'm sorry, but you can't. There's no way you could say those lines like that. It's completely wrong. Oh, God. Sorry, Rob, but he's got a point. He's meant to be a Londoner. There's another one started. What about you, Beulah? Want to have a go as well? Not being funny, Rob, but it sounds a bit odd. I mean, the way it's written is for someone with that kind of voice, isn't it? Ha! Well, have you heard your accent? Which part of London is that? Sounds like Dick Van Dyke on a day trip to Aberystwyth. Excuse me! Well, it's better than you was. I'm being accused of being too well educated, am I? I can't change my upbringing. What? Oh, come on, Rob. You must have done accents at that drama school of yours. I know how to do accents. It's just, for this particular role, having done my homework, I feel that, bearing in mind his character arc, he will simply have to have some dignity and poise. I am expressing that in his voice. Just sounds like you to me, Rob. Right. Enough. I have reminded you all numerous times that I am directing this, and still I'm surrounded by backseat drivers. You have made it perfectly clear that I am not what you're looking for. So I suggest you go and find somebody else to play this part. Come on, Rob. No! I regret having to say this, but as of this moment, I am unable to continue with this society if this is the way I am going to be spoken to.
That's the end of that then. I said we should never have come down here at the weekend. We always do our walks at the weekend, Bill. It's tradition. There's nowhere to sit, though. I'm not eating standing up. There's space at the end there, look. Excuse me, mate. Don't mind if we sit down here, do you? No, no, no. Help yourself. Cheers. I'm still not hungry. Buell, stop fretting. Such a bummer, though. I'd learnt all my lines and everything. Took me yonks. I told you, Buell, you don't need to learn your lines for the radio. Excuse me? Yes? I just wanted to say that we saw you a play at the Grand last night. Excellent. Really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I'll leave you to your lunch. All we need is to find someone to play Mike. It can't be that difficult. Society full of men. Yeah, and have you seen that bunch of geriatrics? They're not great movers, but does that matter for radio? Remember last year's Mikado? <laughs> Rob said he couldn't cast it, so we ended up playing the quadruple role. What was it? Uh, Nanky Poo, Pish Tush, Poobar and Coco. <laughs> it's experimental, he says. Like what they do at the Globe Theatre. Yeah, but I don't think they have three TVs on stage with their faces on. <laughs> he couldn't harmonise with himself. Oh, yeah, that trio. It was one of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen in amateur dramatics. Oh, sorry to disturb, but would you mind very much if I had a photo with you? No, of course not. That's fine. My husband's over there with the camera. It won't take a second. Right. Which side do you want me? Oh, um, Bill. on my left. That's right. Do you realise who that is? We go outside the society then. If you can see the camera, what about that bloke who hangs round with Wiggy Wignall? He seems quite theatrical. He follows Stephen Fry on Twitter. Everyone follows Stephen Fry on Twitter. Listen, that's. It's a pleasure. Enjoy your walk. We will. Thanks again. What were you saying, Tom? That's what. That. Harriet. What? Tal, what is it? Think. Pigs. Mud. Cows' asses. Are you saying this chap could play Mike? Look, I'm saying that this chap, uh, forgive me, is Christopher Timothy. It's James Harriet. I do apologise, my girlfriend Christopher. She's a bit slow on the uptake. Oh, come on, she's young. I'd be surprised if she was allowed to stay up to watch all creatures. Great and small! That's who you are! <laughs> and it's dropped. Oh, my God! <laughs> she's pretty excitable, too. So I see. Oh, it's incredible, though. Fancy meeting you down Gower. Well, I'm doing rep in Swansea. Just came down here for the day. Ah, right. So now you understand what I was trying to say, Bill. Yes, I got to now. I don't see how a vet's going to help us with the play, though. Well, thank you all for being here, and a particular thanks to Christopher for agreeing to do this. Not at all, it's a pleasure. Um, have you got a script I can have? Oh, sorry. Of course this one's for you. You'll be playing Mike. Right, cheers. So... Should we maybe think about making a start? start? yes. Right, we are then. Ah, you must be Mr. Harriet. Ah, oh, sorry. Listen to me. 
It's Christopher, actually. Yes, yes, of course it is, of course. Yes, I did know that, actually. Christopher. <laughs> and I'm Rob. Pleased to meet you. Have a seat, please, Mr. Harriet. <laughs> Lord. Thank you. Rob! No disrespect me, but what the hell do you think you're doing here? What am I doing here? <laughs> I am the director, Talvin. No, you're not. I'm directing this. You walked out. If you remember, I stated that due to artistic differences, I no longer felt able to play the part of Mike. And I am not here to play the part of Mike. Does anyone remember me resigning as director? Well, actually, you Precisely. did. Precisely. If we can all gather round, then, please. So, Rob, you were going to play this part, were you? Ah, <laughs> no hard feelings, I assure you, Mr. Timothy. I feel that I'm falling quite naturally into the role of director now. And I'll certainly be interested to see how a fellow professional tackles the role. You're an actor. He trained at one of the top drama schools in London. Won a scholarship there. Oh, right. Which one? <laughs> this is hardly the time to go on about my achievements. No, I mean which drama school? Central. Ah. You said it was Lambda. No, no, I did a short course at Lambda, Reg. <laughs> I did say. Obviously forgotten again. <laughs> OK. So, Jane Boston must have taught your voice. No, no, I was there after she left. After Jane left? No, no, she's still there, isn't she? Must be thinking of a different Jane. So, page one, please, everybody, and... Action. What? Oh, yeah, sorry. Excuse me, darling. You seen a geezer hanging around there? Long dark coat, face like the back end of a bus. Ah, yes. Now, you see, I did a lot of research into Mike when I was going to be playing him. What you're doing there, it's interesting. But it doesn't really seem to capture the essence of what he's about. Or something's lacking. Can we just finish the read-through? This is the first time I've seen the script. Oh, dear. And I was always taught you can't do too much preparation. Rob, he's only just had the script. I'm just refining here, Talvrin. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Reg's script as such, but surely we can work some subtle animal references in. Why? Oh, didn't you know? He used to be a vet in a television programme. Marvellous it was. I'm sorry, but now we've got James Herriot here. We simply have to go the whole hog. <laughs> He's not a real vet, though. I know that. By going the whole hog, you're seriously suggesting we stick random animal references into a play about a small-time East End criminal? I've a better idea. How about, when he's saying his lines, we drop in some background sound effects? Sheep, cattle, that sort of thing. Meaning we have to make these noises? Why not? You'll be getting in touch with your inner animal into the bargain. It's a valuable exercise. Come on, on your feet, everyone. Let's give it a go. Well, I'm game. No, I'm sorry. This is stupid. We hired this man as an actor. When you say hired... No... You completely lose the sense of this scene with animals in it. Look, I am more than happy to do the scene the way the director wants. I'm just a bit confused as to who the director is. Thank you, Mr. Christopher. You have hit the nail quite squarely on the head. 
I thought we agreed that I... We didn't agree. Not really. After you walked out... Please, will people kindly stop mentioning walking out? It's very crude. That was a difficult day for us all. But I was taught that no matter what artistic differences you may have in this profession, you always return to the rehearsal room with a clean slate. At Central. Sorry? They taught you that at Central. Yes. Anyone in your year I might know? I mean, any of them still working now? Well, there was a chap called John, a girl called Catherine. Who was principal when you were there? His... his name slips my mind. Well, who do you remember? Oh, God, all right. You want me to say it? You want to hear? I didn't go. I didn't go, all right? I didn't get in. I tried, but I failed. Is that what you all wanted to hear? I hope you're happy now. Of course we're not. Oh, yes. You'll all be quick enough to judge. Go on. I bet you can't wait to rush off and tell the whole village. Put it on the website, why don't you, Beulah? Tell the world. Who says we're going to do that? I know you will. I've always been persecuted. My whole life. I only said what I did because, God help me, I wanted some respect. Just one tiny shred of it. I didn't ask for much. You wanted to look down your snooty nose at us more like. I'm sorry I can see this lot getting sucked in, but I know you, Rob. I knew years ago you never went to any drama school. It's flaming obvious a idiot could have told you. It wasn't obvious to me. Oh, Buell, you don't half walk into them. If he's supposed to be such a great man, how come he spent his life hanging around with a bunch of amateurs like us? Maybe I should go, eh? Well, yeah. I think in the circumstances that's probably for the best, Christopher. I am so sorry about all this. I'm not quite sure where we go from here, but... Should I go after him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that might be an idea. Please, don't speak to me. I only want to help, Rob. No, you've come to gloat, just like everyone else will. Give them time. Rob, I can't help thinking. If you go through life expecting the whole world to be against you, it probably will be. Negativity attracts negativity. Since when have you been the great philosopher? So how come you're sitting out here? Is your wife at home? I really don't think that's any of your business. Look, Rob, I do understand what it's like when people misunderstand you. I'm not misunderstood. Well, help me out then, Rob. I'm offering an olive here. Oh, dear, not an olive. Whatever. Look, I'm just trying to say that if there's anything you want to talk about, I'm here and I'm all yours. Oh, heaven preserve us. I'm being offered a listening year, am I? Beulah, there are 365 days in a year. These things are your ears. Right. So now you're making fun of my accent, is it? Not enough to ridicule me for not being as well-educated as you. Now you have a go at my voice. Well, in the words of you, Rob, I can't change my upbringing. I wouldn't want to. No, I give up on you. 
You expect people to understand you, to respect you. We'd have respected you heck of a lot more if you'd told us the truth about your past. I mean, what does it even matter if you've been to drama school or not? It matters to me! Well, it shouldn't. There are things in life that are important, and there are things that are not important. You seriously need to think about that, Rob. You only get out of life what you put in. I mean, call me the great sorcerer if you like, but if you want respect and all that from people, then you've got to give it. I may not be the brightest tool in the box or the sharpest button, but I do know that. No, I'm sorry, Rob. We've all just put up with this from you. Well, not anymore. I can't believe I come here to try and offer support, and this is what I get. A lesson in how to speak proper. Well, here's a lesson for you, Rob. Treat people like dirt, and they'll treat you like dirt. I hope you never come back to the society. If you do, I certainly won't be there, nor Talvrin. This is unusually quiet for you, Rob. Nothing to say. An apology would be nice. Well, you know where I am if you change your mind. I live with Talvrin, you know. Of course I know you live with Talvrin, you stupid girl. Can you not understand that I want to be alone? Please, just leave me in peace. Hey, you seen tonight's paper? No. Picture you're an Heath Gilbert and Sullivan Society posing nicely there. Well, listen, their next production, Blab, is taking place on Blab. See whose face is smiling happily in the middle of them? No. Rob? Yeah. Defected. Unbelievable. Well, it's been six months now and still no sign of him at the amateurs, is there? No, I know. He had to take his creative inner being somewhere, didn't he? Aye. Oh, put the radio on, will you? It says there's a play coming on about these people who put on a radio play. Oh, like the one you wrote? Yeah. Sounds suspiciously similar looking at this here. Pity we still haven't had you as recorded. I mean, it was much better than Reg's. Yeah, that's saying a lot. <laughs> that's the best thing, isn't it? When you write about something that's happened to you. Yeah. One good thing did come out of that fiasco with Rob. It gave me the inspiration to write at last. In just over half an hour. Next this afternoon, a new play by Rob Sterling Davis. What? It tells the story of a plucky group of drama students and their heroic struggle to write and produce their own play for radio. Here's the writer to tell us a bit more about it. I was studying at RADA when the idea first came to me to write a radio play about a radio play. Now, I'm well aware that the whole play-within-a-play idea is hardly original, but, well... If it was good enough for Shaky, it's good enough for me. And I do hope I've managed to throw a new light onto what has perhaps become a rather tired old concept. The main character in this piece is the sort of chap you, you just love to hate, you know? Thinks he knows it all, that he can write it, direct it, star in it. But of course, things only start to happen when the others manage to get him out of the way. That's my play! It'll be that read-through we did with Neath GNS. That was writer Rob Sterling Davis. Well, time now to sit back and enjoy his play, Out of the Spotlight. He's taken my title and all! I'll kill the swine! Out of the Spotlight by Rob Sterling Davis. Oh, Bill! Oh.
Not the BBC, written by Susan Casanova, with Adam Hall as Rob Sterling Davis, Susan Casanova as Beulah Clack, Andrew McBain as Talfrin Roberts, Nick Lucas as Reg Kay, and Christopher Timothy as himself. Kerry Gifford and Catherine Waugh as the radio announcer, radio DJ, and the two theatre fans. Directed by Jack Bowman. Produced by Marielle Ranaker Temple. Editing and post-production by Susan Casanova. Recording took place at Borough Studios and was engineered by Carlos Ziccarelli. Visit wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk to download more original radio productions. Music